I want to talk to you today about breaking free, breaking free. And if you missed last week's message, it was pivotal, it was foundational. I encourage you to get online this week and to watch that message, to listen to that message, and allow the Lord to speak to your heart and to set the foundation for where we're going in this series. But I thought it would be very beneficial uh, just to do a very quick review. This review will not do justice to the illustrated message that I preached last week, but I want us all to start with, with, with on the same foundation as best as possible. So let me just quickly, quickly give you a review before I dive into the material today. James chapter 1 and verse number 14, we talked last week about how we get addicted. And the scripture says, temptation comes from your own desires, our own desires. And we talked about the stages to getting addicted. And we talked about the first stage is the desire stage. We all have desires that, that are ungodly, that are not from God because we're housed in this flesh. And there's the desire stage. And it goes on to say, which entice us. That's the mental stage where we're being lured or baited like an animal and we're being enticed and, and we're starting to think about how fun it would be, how exciting it would be, the mental stage. And it goes on to say, and drag us away. That's the deception stage where we start to believe a lie. We start deceiving ourselves into thinking there won't be any consequences. It'll just be a lot of fun. And it goes on to say in verse 15, these desires give birth to sinful actions, and that's the action stage, where you act out on the desire. You commit the act. You commit the sin. And it goes on to say, and when sin is allowed to grow, it happens to so many. They commit an act, never realizing that the chances are they're going to do it again and again and again, and form an addiction. And it says it gives birth to death. When you allow sin to grow, it turns into an addiction. It gives birth to death, death to relationships, death to marriages, death to finances, death to careers, death to mental, emotional stability. It brings death. And today we're going to look at a man who allowed sin to grow and grow and grow, and he found himself addicted. And this man was experiencing death in so many areas of his life. Today, let's look at this man in Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, we're going to study today verse 27 through verse 39 in Luke chapter 8. It says, as Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time, more than likely years, he had been homeless. I mean, this addiction, this bondage, this possession caused death in his life. Had been, he had been homeless and naked, living in a cemetery outside the town. Verse 29 gives us even more insight into what this man was dealing with. And it goes on to say, for Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. This spirit had often taken control of the man. Have you ever had anything take control of you? Have you ever had a habit, a substance, 
act. Take control of you. I think many can relate to this man. It had taken control of the man. Even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, literally they were chaining him up and shackling this man, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness. Addictions will drive you into isolation. They'll drive you into hiding. Nobody can know. It's my secret place. Nobody can see. I got to hide it. I got to run. And he, he's, he runs out into the wilderness. Completely, notice that word, completely, completely under the demon's power. And Mark chapter 5 and verse 5 says that this man was, was, was literally cutting himself. Mark gives, gives his account of this story. And he talks about how this man is addicted to, to cutting himself with sharp stones. And, and that, 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 I think about this man, he was addicted he was bound, he was possessed, he was chained, he was hurting in the worst way on the inside, and he's cutting himself with a stone. And there are so many people who can relate to this man because there are people in our world that are cutting themselves. They're cutting themselves with a drug or alcohol addiction. They're cutting themselves with a workaholic addiction. They're cutting themselves with a pornography or sexual addiction. They're cutting themselves with a gambling addiction a shopping or a greed addiction. They're cutting themselves with a people addiction. We're going to look at that next week. You see, we can focus on the fruit of addictions. Well, they do that. They act like this. They say that. They're trapped in that. But I, I want us to look at the, at the root of a lot of addictions. And a lot of people get addicted to so many things that we focus on the fruit. But the root is so many people are addicted to other people. And they want to please other people. They want to fit in. So they smoke it. They, they drink it. They party it. They go here because I got to fit in. I got I to be like everybody. And they have a people addiction which drives them into an addictive lifestyle. They're cutting themselves with a people addiction, a, a food addiction, a technology addiction. And some of you find yourself completely under the control of an addiction today. And we're going to learn how to break free from bad habits and addictions. I want to give you six steps to breaking free. And when I say the word steps, I'm not trying to give you an easy formula. I'm not trying to minimize, oh, just give you a few steps, you'll break free. No, no, no. I understand addictions are tough to break free from. I was addicted. I was bound. And I do know God's Word gives us answers and that we can be set free. Six steps from God's Word on how to break free. Number one is this. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Notice in Luke chapter 8 and verse 27, verse 28, it says, as Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him, came out of the wilderness to meet him. For a long time, he had been homeless and naked, living in a cemetery outside of the town. As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he screamed, 
Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? And the demon goes on to say, please, I beg you, don't torture me. And when this bound man saw Jesus, the Bible says he went to him and fell on his knees. The very first step to breaking free is you must go to Jesus. Jesus has the power to set you free. He actually left heaven and came to earth to set us free. Jesus said these words in Luke chapter 4 and verse number 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me, watch this, he sent me, the reason I left heaven and came to earth, he sent me to proclaim that captives will be released that captives, captives would be freed, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. Jesus came to earth to set free those who are captive, those who are bound, those who are oppressed, those who are possessed. Jesus came to break every chain in our lives. And this naked man who was bound and oppressed severely for years, running around naked, he goes to Jesus, falls on his knees, and Jesus sets this man free. Please understand that no matter how severe your addiction is, no matter how long you have been bound, I want you to know that your situation is not hopeless. Jesus can set you free. There are a lot of people that never go to Jesus. They never seek out help from the Lord because they think their situation is hopeless, but Jesus can set you free. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I need a little help from all of our campuses. Come on, everybody shout, all. Come on, shout it again, all. With God, all things are possible. Friends, I want you to hear me today. With man, it may be impossible for you to break free from that addiction. But with God, all things are possible. But, but pastor, 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 I've been this way a long time. So was the demon-possessed man. But with God, all things are possible. Pastor, statistics say I can never break free from this bondage that I'm in. But with God, all things are possible. Pastor, I've tried to quit over and over and over again. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, and I'm still trapped. Well, with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Pastor, I come from a crazy family, wheels off. My whole family is crazy. My grandpa, my grandma, my my uncles, my, my great-grandpa, everybody I know has this problem, Pastor. I mean, I don't see any way out of this. It's just part of my family. With man, it may be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Give Jesus a chance. He can set you free. All things are possible. I'm not telling you secondhand information. I've been set free by the power of Jesus Christ. I'm preaching from a firsthand information. Not just this man's story, but it's my story. Jesus sets people free. Number two is this, a second step to breaking free is be honest about your addiction. Be honest about your addiction. Luke chapter 8 and verse 30 says, Jesus asked him, what is your name? 
legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. This man confessed that he was bound. He was held captive not by one demon, but by many demons. He confessed it. A major step to breaking free from an addiction is admitting that you have one, admitting you need help. And this is so hard for many of us to do. We don't like to admit we have issues, especially addictions. We like to hide our addictions. Sometimes we even live in denial. I'm not addicted. It's not that bad. I mean, I'm not smoking that much crack, just a little bit. It's not that bad. You know, I mean, you, really, you can live in denial. We, we can even fool ourselves into thinking we're okay. You know, we can start faking, faking it like, oh, I'm okay, it's okay. And we like to cover up and hide our issues. Proverbs says in chapter 28 and verse 13, people who conceal, who hide their sins will not prosper. But if they confess, if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. If I was to ask a show of hands at all of the locations today, how many of you want to prosper in your life? Everybody in their right mind would raise their hand. And yet, we don't gain anything by concealing our sin and addictions. We, we actually go backwards. We don't prosper. We don't move forward. We don't see progress. The Bible says if we hide our addictions, we will not prosper. Prosperity does not come from concealing or hiding the addiction. It comes from confessing our problems. If you want to be set free, first go to Jesus. And the second step is be honest. Be honest about where you are. I got some issues. I got a struggle. I got an addiction. I got some habits that are controlling my life. Be honest about where you are. Number three is this. There's a third step, a third step, and that is this. Run away from your addiction. Run away from your addiction. Notice this in Luke chapter 8 and verse 33. The demons came out of the man. Get away. Jesus cast the demons out of him. Get away and entered the pigs. And the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. The power of God set this man free. The demons were finally away from this man. Friends, Jesus wants us to get away from our addictions. He wants us to get away from our bad habits. Let me take you back to Proverbs 28 and verse 13. It says, people who conceal their sins will not prosper. But if they confess, and notice this, and turn, and turn from them, they will receive mercy. They will receive help. One of the necessary steps to breaking free from sinful habits is to eliminate, eliminate our access to them, to run away, to throw it away, to get away from the issue, the situation, the sin. You say, Pastor, make it plain for me. What do you mean run away and get away? Let me make it plain. Stay away from the club. Eliminate access. Don't go to the parties. 
come on, get rid of the movie channels. Get rid of your cable. Come on, get, get Netflix. Get, the pa- get it password protected. Get some accountability software on your computer, your iPad, your phone. Don't have internet on your phone. Drive a different route to work so you don't go by the liquor store. Come on, find a new route to work. Come on, I'm talking about run away, get away. Change your cell phone number so she don't have it no more. So he don't have it no more. Block their number so they can't call you again. Erase the drug dealer's number out your cell phone. Erase it. Come on. Change jobs. You know they're tempting you. You know what y'all been doing. But, Pastor, I'm going to take a pay cut. It's better to take a pay cut than to keep yourself and destroy your life up in that job. Preach, Pastor. (laughs) Tell the truth. Encourage yourself in the Lord, Pastor. Cut up your credit cards. Erase the filthy music off your devices. That's what I did. When I, I got, I, when I got saved, I was radical. Jesus set me free. I got rid of all kind of stuff. Bump and grind. Get rid of that in Jesus' name. I, I got rid of all of it. Don't walk down the ice cream aisle. Run down that bad boy. Get on through that thing quick. Give your spouse complete access to your computer, your email, your social media accounts, your phone. Come on, have the same passwords. Get away from the bar. Turn off your phone when you get home. You're always on it, addicted to technology. Turn that thing off so you can't even get a text message. Just turn it off. Ooh, Pastor, you probably shouldn't have come today. Hey, Amen. I should have. I picked the wrong Sunday to come to church. Turn away. Get away. Run away. People who conceal their sins will not prosper. But if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. And Jesus cast out the demons away from the man. The fourth step, the fourth step to breaking free. Replace bad habits with good habits. Notice in Luke chapter 8 and verse 35, people rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed. Boy, I could just preach right there a long time. He had been bound, but now he's free from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed, fully clothed, and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. How many of you realize that Jesus can so mess you up, people will be afraid of you? Like, what happened to you? You're not the same person. I don't want you to miss this. Earlier, we read where this man was running around naked in the cemetery, running around naked, out of his mind. And now the Bible says the man is rightly, he's fully clothed. And in his right mind, perfectly sane, how many of you would agree with your pastor that this man exchanged a bad habit for a good habit? Come on, running around naked is not a good habit. Putting on some clothes is a good habit. And friends, if you have an addiction, you need to go to Jesus. You need to be honest about your issue. Allow the power of God to set you free. Eliminate your access to it. And then replace bad habits with good habits. It's not good enough just to get away. You have to replace bad habits with good habits. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 22 says, throw off. 
throw off. Come on, I need a little help from all of our locations. Say those two words with me. Everybody shout, throw off. Shout it one more time. Throw off. Listen, the Bible says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former ways of life. Throw it off. Throw off the junk. Throw off the sin. Throw off the habits. Throw off your sinful nature. Oftentimes, when we're dealing with struggles and addictions and bondages, we want to put it 100% on Jesus. And yet, it takes Jesus' power. It takes his strength. But we always have our part, and that is Put off, throw it off, take it off the old former way of life, get rid of it, get rid of the bad habits, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, and I love this because it's about the power of God, let the Spirit, we need the work of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that destroys, His power that destroys the bondages in our life. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. But it's just not about the Spirit. Yes, the Spirit has to do His part. He has to be leading. He has to give you strength. It's going to be His ability. But verse 24 says, put on your new nature. Take some things off. Throw it off. But put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Take off the bad. Replace it with the good. Instead of going to the party on Saturday nights and staying up late, go out and catch a movie, get home before midnight so you can make it on church to church on time. <laughs> Stop clicking on the porn site. Start clicking on the Bible site. I'm just saying replace bad habits with good habits. Stop going out to the club and start going to the city rescue mission and serving somebody. I'm just saying replace bad habits with, with good habits. Stop going to the drug house and start going to the teen challenge house where they're helping people get free from drug and addiction. Start going to the drug house. Go to a celebrate recovery group where you can be set free and people can walk with you. I'm just simply saying replace bad habits with, with good habits, good habits. Start being an encourager and start writing emails or text messages to people every day to encourage them. Start calling people up on the phone every day instead of whining and complaining and just getting all focused on you and just living depressed. Come on, start being an encourager. Start calling people every day and just start encouraging them. You're going to make it. You're going to be free. Come on, God is with you. Being, start Replace bad habits with good habits. Start visiting sick people in the hospital. Just do some good habits. We even have a hospital team that goes into hospitals. We have thousands of people that attend our churches, and, and we have people that go to the hospital. I'm just saying, get some good habits in your life. Get rid of the bad and replace them with good habits in your life. Get more involved in church. I mean, come on, we got four services across across all of our locations. We've got 10 services every week, and you, we keep you busy. Praise the Lord. Come on. I'm saying replace some bad habits with some good habits. Get involved on Wednesday night. Help out with the youth group. Come on, replace some bad habits with some good habits. Start mentoring after school. Find some t kids or some teenagers to tutor, to mentor, to invest in their life. Help at a battered woman's home. Get involved in a prison ministry. We have prison ministry in our church. We have families. We have some, a couple of folks that are in the prisons on a consistent basis, making a difference. They would love to have your help. We'll get you plugged in to replace some bad habits with some good habits. Go feed the homeless. Start exercising daily. Start a business Go pray and fast on a consistent basis. Replace bad habits with good habits. The Bible says, put off the old and put on the new that's created to be like God. The fifth step is this. 
Surround yourself with godly people. Notice the story, Luke chapter 8 and verse 35. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. This man was no longer hanging out with dead people and demons. He was now sitting at the feet of Jesus. Literally, he was hanging out with Jesus and his disciples. A major step to getting free and staying free is you have to surround yourself with the right people. It will be extremely difficult to break free. It will be almost impossible to break free and to stay free and to surround yourself with the wrong people. You need to surround yourself with godly people. Don't surround yourself with people who are where you are. Surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. I'm going to say that again because that's a game changer for somebody. Don't surround yourself with people who are where you are. Surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. Don't surround yourself with people who are where you used to be. Surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33, don't be fooled. The NIV says, don't be deceived by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. No matter how bad you want to be free, no matter how much you desire to be free, if you surround yourself with the wrong people, they will pull you down. Bad company corrupts good character. The wrong people will pull you down. And this is so difficult for so many people. But Pastor, those are my girls. Those are my boys. We grew up together. We hang out together. We're childhood friends. And all I'm saying is the Bible teaches, don't deceive yourself. Don't say, I'm going to get free and I'm going to live free. And then surround yourself with people who are going to pull you down. Because bad company corrupts good character. The wrong people will pull you down, but the right people will pull you up. That's why I preach consistently, get involved in the community group. Get around some Christians. Get in, a, get in a, our, our Wednesday night connection. Get around people who are positive, who are going to have a positive influence on your life. Get around uh, another husband, another wife, another mom, another dad, another business owner, a godly Christian, somebody who's spiritually mature. Get around people who are where you want to be. Surround yourself with the right people. It's so free to break free and to stay free. Surround yourself with godly people. Number six is this. The sixth step to breaking free is follow Jesus one day at a time. Notice in Luke chapter 8 and verse 38 and 39, the man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him home saying, no, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. And I love this. So he went all through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. He went through the whole town. No doubt probably didn't accomplish that in one day. Simply just saying, day after day, he just went proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. Jesus set the man free and said, I want you just to go and every day proclaim 
the great things God has done for you. Just one day at a time, proclaim what God has done for you. You see, living a life of freedom is about serving Jesus one day at a time. Luke chapter 9 and verse 23 says, Then he said to the crowd, just one chapter later, Jesus said to the crowd, If anyone wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, daily, and follow me. Living a life of freedom is about following Jesus one day at a time. So many people don't experience the freedom that God desires for them because they're so focused on, I can't do that. How am I going to be free in 2015 when I've been bound for years? How am I going to be free in 2016? How am I going to live free in 2020? I I don't know how I'm going to do that. No, you're focused on the wrong thing. It's not about focusing on 2020, 2015, 2016. It's not about focusing on October. It's about focusing on today. Today. Pick up your cross today and follow Jesus. You want to have a free year? You need to have free months. You want to have free months? You need to have free weeks. You want to have free weeks? You need to have free days. You want to have free days? You need to focus just on today and to pick up your cross today and to say, Jesus, I'm going to turn from my selfish ways. Set me free. Your power set me free. I'm focusing on today. I'm going to get in the right environment. I'm going to focus on today. Replacing bad habits with good habits. I'm going to focus on today. I'm not putting myself in the wrong environments and distancing myself from those things that tempt me and cause me to fall. I'm going to pick up. I'm not focused on tomorrow. I'm not focused on next week. I'm not focused on 10 years from now. I'm focused on today. And tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to pick up my cross today. And Jesus, I'm going to go a different route than I normally go. I'm going to hang around some different people. I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to replace bad habits with good habits. And I'm going to follow today. And then the next day, I'm not focused on next week, the next day. And I'm going to follow you the next day. Because when I follow Jesus today, and then the next day, I follow him. It turns into two days. And I follow him the next day, it turns into three. I follow him the next day, it turns into a week. And a week turns into two. And two weeks turns into a month of following Jesus. And a month turns into a whole quarter of following Jesus. And a quarter turns into six months of following. And six months turns into a year of following Jesus. And a year turns into two years of following Jesus. Two years turns into a decade of following Jesus. A a decade turns into a lifetime of following Jesus. But it all starts with saying, I'm going to be free today. I'm not worried about tomorrow, next week, next month. Today, I pick up my cross and I follow you today.